What is up, everybody, and welcome to Grinders Live for NBA Friday afternoon TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. We got some basketball on tap. Same thing as we have had for the past week and a half or so. This beautiful all-day slate where we get single games at a time. Uh, I love it. I'm having fun with it. It's a good time. Uh, I, I find that these shorter slates are really conducive when we get the injury news. It's not like a regular NBA slate when you got 10 games and then the, the last minute news breaks and then you're in pure scramble mode. This is a lot laid back. You get a lot more time to figure things out when when the news does break. So it's good stuff. Today, joined by Will the Thrill, uh, Chief Just Ice. He's he's in the house today, going to be joining me. Uh, Chief, talking pre-show, you, uh, you you seem to be having a pretty good you, – you seem to be locked in on the NBA right now. Are you Are you on a little hot streak there? Yeah, I'm pretty locked in with the NBA right now, man. And uh, it's it's one of those runs where I'm not taking it down. But the process has, has kept me profitable pretty much every day. And um, it's, it's just a matter of time at this point. And I already know that. Like, you know, if you play DFS long enough, it's like, I don't know, it's like your mind is in a good place. You know, you're making good calls. Um and you just kind of get real comfortable with the format, getting comfortable with the games. And that's kind of where I'm at with NBA, man. So I've really been been doing pretty well. Even, even you know, one day I had a kind of um, rough day on the main slate, and then I took down the showdown on FanDuel at the end of the night. So it's just I'm kind of – I'm in a good little good little groove right now. And uh, so hopefully I can, I can keep this thing rolling today, man. Got real close last night. So looking for some repeat success again today. Yeah, last yesterday was was a good day. I uh, I can't deny that. And I and I I like what you said. How yeah, I, I've learned that too. Sometimes if you just if you have a good process and you just play the games, just play all the games. You know, you don't have to go crazy on them. Just play all the games and. You got a good process. You'll find yourself. You'll look up in the other line and go, "Damn, I hit that showdown!" Oh man, you know you might have lost some other things, but you because your process is good and that's and that and that works a lot of times. So we're gonna try to figure it out. Now I got a question for you, Chief. What is what is the most important part of the NBA for you? The most important part of DFS NBA research? Um, I'm, put, I'm putting you on the spot, but just what what would you nah, say? Like, hey, this is what I like to talk about, man. Let, let's give the fans what they need. Uh, I think the most important thing for me is, to be honest, it's, it's injury news and then it's it's, it's lineup construction. And, and let me say three things: injury news, lineup construction, and then a sound decision making process. And I know that th- those all work together for me. And I'm going to give you an example. So yesterday. Um, we get some Boban news, and mm-hmm. it comes out, Boban's cheap, and I would already had my lineup set, and so I, I sat there for a minute, and I said, do I really need to risk swapping out any lineups for Boban? And it took me about three or four minutes. I said, nah. I said, I'm not falling into the Boban trap today. He has a, you know, a very wide range of outcomes. And I said, no, I feel pretty good about where I'm at. So I'm just going to not play any Boban. So obviously, you know, Boban gets in. And I guess, and I did the same thing the day before with Robin Lopez. So Robin Lopez gets announced. I didn't play any Robin Lopez. And so that's what I'm talking about when you have a clear decision-making process. Um, you know, 
when you get these late scratches like that, you got to think about all the other decisions you've made leading up to that point. And what decisions are you going to have to change to incorporate this new news and is it worth it? And so in that particular case, I didn't feel like it was worth it. I felt like I had enough value in other spots. And uh, lo and behold, you know, Bobon comes and plays six minutes. You know, Robin Lopez doesn't play as well. And those are the type of decisions you make. So you'll hear me a lot of times talking about fading bad chalk. Uh, I will completely hit the X button on a very high on player that I don't consider to be good chalk. Uh, uh, and on the flip side of that today, which I know it's not the first game, but we get some Zion news, which means that now to me, Brandon Ingram and Drew Holiday are going to be good chalk, which means I'm going to hit the lock button. So, you know, it's just it's those types of things, I think, when you're trying to work through NBA DFS is, is keeping a clear mind and trying to make good decisions. You know, is this 3K player really going to come out and crush the slate or, or are they going to hurt me in the long run? Even in 20% of my lineups, is that going to hurt me? Um, so that that's kind of – I think those are some of the most important things. Obviously, we got, you know, court IQ. That's a big part of my process. But I think the most important thing is you got to be really sound in your decision making. Because at the end of the night, it's always a 2v2, a 1v1, a 3v3. And you're like, shoot, I had that. Why did I take it out? It's a decision, you know? All right, Chief. I'm glad you said that because what I I was hoping you would say injuries because that's, I think, especially right now, this time of year, as the year goes on and we're at the end of, you have to be able to adjust to the injuries. And winning is not just about putting together a good team of good players. It's about avoiding bad players, which a Boban or Lopez would have been, would have sunk you. So you got to avoid those, and you just got to hope the guys that you and you can't play everybody. You talk, we talked about that before the show. You you know you, when you when you when you have a core of players, that means you're leaving other guys off your rosters that you just can't yes. roster everybody. It's not the way to do it. So you just have to hope those guys don't go off. So there's a lot of things involved in winning, but the injuries, adjusting to them and get and getting that news and figuring things out, that's huge. So that's how I like to start my research. Let's do that. I'm gonna pull up. I'm going to pull up the situation room, which is what I like. And by the way, just got breaking news. Steven Adams is out this afternoon. Uh, Steven Adams is out. So, so and let's talk def- about that right now. That's definitely going to change some builds because but, that could be, I don't know if he's going to be chalky Nerlens Noel, but that he does, he does have upside. So talk to me about Steven Adams being out. So listen, if you listen to the morning grind podcast, if you happen to catch the NBA morning grind po- podcast, I was already on Nerlens Noel anyway because of this matchup with Memphis. A little higher pace, and my specific words were, this is a guy that could possibly get you 30 fantasy points in 17 minutes in this in this type of spot. So I was already going to kind of be probably well over the field on Noel. This just solidifies everything else I was going to do. And I'm actually really happy about it because now I can reduce my Al Horford exposure. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm really excited that Noel is in there because on FanDuel, you know, Al Horford was going to be probably hitting near 50%. I think we had him around 46. So I'm real excited to be able to drop my Al Horford exposure down. So this, this couldn't have happened at a better time. I, I'm super excited about this. So and, no, and Noel is good talk against Memphis. Be careful what you wish for. Horford is a, Horford can be a monster at times, and that's that leads us to the next the, the next. So Steve Adams, out. You like Noel? I like Noel. 
Uh, I, yeah, that's that's a good injury right there for us. We can take advantage. But you mentioned Horford. I'm sure the reason Horford's that high up on your radar is because Ben Simmons, he's out today. He's out for the foreseeable future. So Ben Simmons is out. That's a big piece. That's a lot of minutes. That's a lot of uh, – that's a lot of ball handling too out there. So I'm sure that's why Horford was jumping off the page. Do you talk talk to me about Philly with Ben Simmons out? What what do you expect from them today? Well, I mean, I think it's going to be. Uh, I think Al Horford is going to have to play a big part of this offense. Uh, and listen, when I come on these shows, I like to talk about what I'm doing, and I also like to give you the real. So, for instance, Joel Embiid is like a crazy good play today in terms of ownership, in terms of. Uh, uh, you know, his fantasy output, what he should achieve. I- I'm hitting the X button, man. I-, I will not have a single share of uh, Joel and B today just because I think there are a lot of other guys. Now you got Zion out, you got uh, Adams out. I think it's going to open up opportunities. And so with me primarily playing on FanDuel, just being able to go balanced a lot of times, man, is the way to go, especially if these guys like yesterday, DeAndre Ayton hit 50 for 7,200 or whatever he was, 75. You know, when you got 7K guys that can get you 45 to 50 and you have five or six of them in your lineup or four or five, you're on your way to a really, really uh, profitable evening. And so Joel Embiid, just, he had to come out of my lineups today uh, when, when I don't feel like anybody else. He's the only guy that could possibly burn me, and I don't think he's going off for 70. Uh, even if he gets 60, I can still win a tournament with the Joel Embiid 60 today. So uh, I took him out. However, I still think he's the best player for Philly. Next for me would obviously be Al Horford. Then I think Josh Richardson uh, and then Shake Milton in, in that order for me. All right. So, yeah, we got – we got. Uh, let me double pull up uh, – let me see if I can pull up Embiid's numbers against Vucevic. Sometimes these matchups are interesting because well, – If I'm not mistaken, because I, I looked it up, I think he had one big game this season and then the other game I think he had around 40 fantasy points, something like that. Don't quote me – I could no, be wrong, it but it, it doesn't look like he's had a great, a great, uh, a great history against Vucevic. And I mean, everybody's gonna, oh, BVP, you know, you don't do that. <laughs> but but if, you know, you, oh, have, you have these individual matchups, and some guys give guys harder time than others. You know, you my my initial instinct when I see that matchup, Vuce versus Embiid, is Embiid isn't stopped by anybody. He's that good, and so uh, he probably does well against Vooch because it probably keeps him on the court maybe a little bit longer than a normal matchup. And But looking at the history, it doesn't look particularly appealing. So, yeah, I'm going to have to check that one out after the show, but I think I'm with you there. But I agree with all that. So, you know, before the show, about 30 minutes or so before the show, we got some more breaking news. And this one was a big one, and I, didn't, I actually didn't expect this one. Zion Williamson is going to be out for rest today. Uh, they've been resting him a little bit, playing him in short spurts, not that many minutes. So I didn't think he'd, he'd be a full-on sit-out, but he's sitting out. So now you got New Orleans, and they're going to be without Zion, and that's going to open some things up for some people. There's some obvious plays there, and then there's some under-the-radar guys. Talk to him about New Orleans. Uh, what's, who's going to benefit from Zion being out? Well, I mean, I've, I've got that pulled up because uh, I figured we start somewhere close to there. If you look at it, uh, Brandon Aiden with Zion off the court this season, 29% usage rate. Uh, averaging 1.22 fantasy points per minute. Got Drew Holiday uh, at 26.1 usage, averaging 1.13. And these were already two guys uh, that I was going to be interested in anyway. Uh, Now with Zion off the court, uh, I'm I'm incredibly interested because here's the thing 
about Zion. Zion is somewhat of a he, – he's kind of a ball hog in this bubble. He's playing about 20 minutes, taking about 20 shots, 21 shots. So now you got, you know, an extra 20 shots to go around. I know Melly's probably going to start. I do like Melly today. He's a guy I'll have a little bit of exposure to. But think about Brandon Ingram getting another four or five shots, Drew Holiday getting another, you know, three or four shots, and then also these guys being able to pick up three or four rebounds here and there. And so if you think that through in your process, if Brandon Ingram gets another four shots and hits even just one of those and picks up three, four rebounds, that's the difference between 35 fantasy points and 40. You know, same thing for Drew Holiday. So uh, I think Zion being off the court is a much bigger deal than just looking at the usage and, and fantasy points per minute, even though we have that. And so I'm really excited about this team from a DFS perspective uh, without him on the court. I, I think it really opens it up for those two guys. Yeah, I think those are the two obvious guys. And then and then we go under the ra- and under the radar a little bit. Derek Favors has had some monster games oh, yeah. this year with Zion out. I'm not – listen – this is a premier matchup right now in the NBA. I would not be surprised to see Derek Favors uh, do really well today. So uh, I mentioned Ben Simmons being out for Philly. We go on the opposite side of that. Aaron Gordon is not going to play today. He's got he blew out his hamstring. So uh, this is kind of an ugly team. They're a slower team, and uh, but you know you you take Aaron Gordon off the court and things open up now, man. Things open up for a couple of these guys. Uh, the, the big the big names being Vucevic gets a, a little bit more. And then uh, a guy like Fournier steps up usually to, to do well. But this this production could come from a lot of different places. What do you think about Aaron Gordon being out? Who's going to be our big dogs that we need to roster because of that? Yeah, uh, believe it or not, if you look at uh, Court IQ, and I'm going back there as we are speaking, when I looked at it, I didn't really see anyone that was just Crazy standing out to me because they're all kind of um, even like even a guy like Evan Fournier, if I'm not mistaken, his fantasy production really seemed almost unaffected. But I'm, I I have to kind of look past that and know that I think he's going to have a big game. This is a game against Philly. Philly has been, really been playing good defense, and so you know when I look at it, you take off Gordon, and right now I've got Michael Carter Williams, Gordon, and Isaac off the court. Um, when you look at these guys' usage. Vooch and Fournier have the usage, but Fournier doesn't have the fantasy points per minute. Vooch has all the fantasy points per minute at 1.34. I'm still going to have tons of Fournier today uh, just because of this bubble situation. Another guy, I'm also going to have a a lot more Terrence Ross than probably the field, I hope, uh, because I think this is a spot for him where if he can get 30 to 31 minutes, uh, he could put up 30-plus fantasy points at at pretty good price tags uh, across the industry. I think he's a good guy to invest in. Uh, should be fairly low owned as well. Yeah, I'm I'm down with that. Uh, All right, let's see where are we? Where else are we at? We got anything else big out there? I mean, the other stuff is stuff we've already covered in the past few days. Uh, Jaron Jackson is not going to play. Dennis Schroeder is not back yet. Uh, I mean, I think I think I think we got the big news. You got anything else you want to cover in injuries? No, no big news. I, I, I think we're good. I, I will say, just be on the lookout because. Um, you know, we have been getting it late. And this is why I'm so grateful they decided to start letting these slates start at 4. Like, this is the edge now that we need it. Starting at 1.30 was really handicapping us, man, because we would have been getting news late. So kudos to the sites for trying to look out for the players as best they can. And and we've all, and all the sites have a late swap, so we can get them out. We're not, we're not like 
a re- regular season where everything's jammed in at the same time, we can get it all going. All right, so that's our yeah. injury stuff right there. That's, that's stuff we're going to work on. Let's go back to DraftKings. Now I'm going to pull up a lineup, lineup HQ, and uh, let me give it a refresh so we can get some uh, the new numbers going on in here. And uh, then we'll start talking about some positions here. We got about, I don't know, we got about 30 minutes left here. And then we can start building some lineups. Let's, let's go to, uh, I want to go to studs today first. I like to start at the top. You know, there's really not a lot of guys to spend up on. Sorting this thing by salary is uh, we got Embiid at 10.K, then a big drop off to Drew Holiday. This is a uh, DraftKings salaries. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then there's really not a lot of guys to spend up on today. So, could be one of those days where you leave a lot of money on the table and it's, it's not a it's not a big detriment to you. But talk to me about this, these guys at the top: Embiid, Vooch, Lavert. Heavy on our projections. We even got a question in chat says Lavert or Vucevic. It's a fair question. What do you, what do you, are you going to spend up on studs? And if you do, which one which, which one's the guy catching your eye? Yeah, for me, I think it's all about that mid range build today um, because if if the studs are going to burn you, in my opinion they're going to have to get 60 or more. Now, obviously, we know Embiid can't get 60. I'm not, I'm not saying he can't. But I'm saying I think, you know, there's enough out here where you got a guy like Vooch at 78 who, you know, if he gets 45 to 50, you know, you've got Karis LeVert, who's a much better play on DK than FanDuel at 7,100. Uh, th- these are the guys I think, you know, you kind of look to uh, to build around, guys like that. Uh, Valanchunas at 73. I'm not saying he's a must-play, but – now that you got Nerlens Noel at thirty five hundred, uh, that that's really gonna gonna open it up. Um, so you know th- these are guys that 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 I really like here. I think you know a guy like Jason Tatum at seventy nine hundred, a little bit underpriced uh, because of, because of the matchup, and I don't think anybody's going there today. I really like Jason Tatum under eight K. I know it's just a hundred on uh, DK on FanDuel seventy five hundred, but this is a guy I really like. Um, today that I think, you know, last game of the night, uh, had a really bad game against Brooklyn with, uh, with foul trouble. So I, I think this is a guy that, that we can go back to the well to, uh, and look for good, good return. Yeah. Foul trouble and a blowout, man. That was rough. That was rough for the Celtics that night, but, uh, I'm going to fire off some questions for you here from the chat while we're, while we're on these, these subjects. So. We talked about Embiid and Vooch a little. Your favorite center on FanDuel not named Joel Embiid. If if he was at the top of your list, who's your favorite center? Uh let's let's throw not not oh. let's not do the obvious Noel or anything or no no obvious name. If you take away Embiid and, and the great and the great value plays, who's your favorite guy? Uh my favorite center right now, I've got two, but I I'm I'm gonna ride the wave with Thomas Bryant against the Pelicans. Oh, he's so man. I keep so thinking I'm, the matchup is really too mean, tough, but he keeps producing. We got him projected at three percent. I don't think that's completely right, but if that's the case, I mean, I'm going to be tremendously over the field on Thomas Bryant. So, I mean, at three percent, I, I think that's your GPP center play of the day. Thomas Bryant. Um, listen, this is going to be an up and down game. We've seen these trash teams in the bubble. Why do you think they're playing so good? There's no fans. There's nobody screaming at them. This is basically just basketball up and down. This is the YMCA every day. This is what these guys do in the Drew League. They just play. And so I I really like this situation for for guys with upside. I'm going to roll Thomas Bryant right back out, be well over the field again. I I think he's still going to have another good day. Uh, 
And I love Vooch today. Vooch is another guy I'm really high on. Him and Thomas Bryant are my two highest on center at the moment because uh, Nerlens Noel is a power forward on FanDuel. Yeah. So uh, let me pull up. Let me see. Thomas Bryant. Okay. Good good play on FanDuel. Do you feel the same way on DraftKings where that price is? Man, that price has climbed up there now all the way to 7200 Oh, it's the same thing. On, on, I mean, it's, it's actually more on FanDuel. FanDuel, he's 77. DK, he's 72. So I'm for sure pulling the trigger uh, on DK. And that's what I'm saying. This mid-range build, you can get Bryant, Vooch, uh, Tatum, Noel. Like, I'm not trying to give you a build, but I'm just, I'm just showing you a way that you can really build some quality lineups uh, and, and, and put together, I mean, put together a real, real good team. Troy Brown, 5,500. I know we're not on value, but Troy Brown's another guy in that same game that, that, that I think is viable. So that, that's kind of where I'm going. Even on DK, I, I would be full fade on MB today. I wouldn't have anybody in my lineup over 10K. Full MB fade. That's, you know, that's, uh, that might oh, So be, listen, that yesterday, might I went, you know, yesterday I went full fade on Luka, full fade on Giannis. Uh, and, and it's because I went 100% on Harden. And so that when I'm making those types of decisions, like we talked about with the core, if if you're locking in, guys, you got to let some guys go. And, and so Embiid was the guy that I was going to have to let go today to make it work. I'm not telling anybody to fade Embiid. He's one of the best players in the slate. But just with my approach, uh, I'm, I'm going full fade. But let's say – let so – just as we were speaking, Stephen Adams got ruled out, and then then all of a sudden you had a guy you could lock in for cheap. What if, what if that happens one more time here in the next hour, and all of a sudden now you got tons of value out there? Is it going to change your mind on Embiid? Nope, I'm still because because here's what's going to happen. So, so you'd be if, let's say you're you're there and you got that last spot, and you uh you have all the money in the world. You'd rather have another guy. Then Embiid, when you just raw points, you don't you don't think Embiid's raw points the number one guy on the slate? I think it's I think it's debatable given the situation. Okay, Our because I, I think I think Ben Simmons opens up a lot more for this team than people think. I think Ben Simmons makes it a little bit easier. Like I know he doesn't play well in pick and roll, but in terms of nobody can stop Ben Simmons when he's got the ball in his hands, and they have to account for that. Who are they going to account for today if they need a bucket, if they need a guy to attack the rim? Are they just going to throw it in there and beat and let him back, try to back down hoops the whole game and possibly get in foul trouble on the defense? Like, you see what I'm saying? They, they don't have another guy right now that you just give them the ball and say, get me a bucket. I need a bucket. That's that's not what they have. And so I think it may hinder Embiid just a tad, just enough for me, for me, for me to pull the fade no matter what. Yeah, uh, I mean, I like the fade. I just uh, – we just can't we, – we really don't need any more value popping up. We don't need any more injury. <laughs> you know, we don't need a team – we don't need a team to go full Utah on us right now. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. then then Embiid may just end up being a guy you, you can't not play because if you got all the money in the world, then he's he's getting like a full almost 10-point ten, ten projection over everybody else on the slate. Well, so man, let's, it'd be interesting. Let's talk through that. Let's talk through that because, I mean – I, I love talking strategy, Chop. That's that's one of my favorite things. So if we get more value, we have to assume that whatever ownership projection we see on MB is going up. I mean, that, that has to be our assumption, right? Like you said, we got Noel at 35. You know, if if we get another big-time player ruled out, like let's say um, – well, I don't think it's going to happen, but let's say they, they ruled out 
uh, and one of these later games, let's say Boots got ruled out just randomly right now, that people would be looking at Mo Bamba and Kim Birch and that would change it. And so I definitely understand that, hey, now, and, and if that happened, I, I would have to reconsider because now MB wouldn't have anybody to stop. But so that may, that may be a bad example. But any other cheap guy, I still think we can get away with building it around a, a guy like Brandon Ingram with no Zion, who now, in my opinion, has a much higher ceiling. So, so the likelihood of Brandon Ingram getting 50 with Zion to me is pretty low. You take Zion off the court, and we've seen Brandon Ingram just torch people at the beginning of the season with no Zion. So I'd be willing to play Ingram at 8,100, 7,500 on, on FanDuel over MB to get in more players like Brandon Ingram and increase my floor. All right. Fair enough. Let's, let's got some more questions here. Oh, man, question. this is this is an if 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 statement. If Rashawn Holmes, who's questionable, if he sits, do you lock in Harry Giles, man? There's 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 a there there's there's a good question. That goes towards the the MB kind of thing. Like you get a guy like hey, Harry Giles has upside. If, yeah. if, if Rashawn Holmes gets ruled out and all of a sudden we get the word Giles is starting and he's going to get good run, more value. What do you think about Harry Giles if Rashawn sits? It's an if question. Yeah, I, I like Harry Giles. Um, I think I think he would have to play. I mean, we, we already know um, we don't have um, uh, Bagley. We already know we don't have Marvin Bagley there. Maybe Alex Lynn would soak up a few more minutes. Don't want to forget about him. He's there as well. But uh, obviously, I, I like Harry Giles. If, if he sits, I think Giles is, is squarely in play. Even at 25 minutes, uh, Harry Giles could really do some serious damage. All right. So, uh, SGA, Gilgis Alexander, or Fred Van Vliet on FanDuel, which one of those guys you prefer? I'm going to take SGA in this matchup against Memphis. If I had to pick between those two. Yeah, I'd, I'd take him too. But, boy, Van Vliet's really been impressive in the bubble. Oh, man. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I like him, man. I He's like come him. back and done some good things. So, uh, best power forward option on DK for a GPP power forward. I don't – they got so uh, many different positions. I don't know. Man, really listen, and, and we've talked about reacting to late news. Uh, best power forward option for me right now is probably um, – it's probably going to be like a um, uh, Al Horford or something like that. Uh, even at, um, he's sixty six hundred. Nikola Melli is speaking today. Let, let me just get that Nikola Melli at thirty eight hundred. He he he's close to being in serious consideration for me if I was running one lineup because of the price. Um, you know. Maybe Pascal Siakam. I like him a lot today, too. I talked about the, the Boston-Toronto game where that game is getting overlooked because it's, it seems like it's going to be low scoring, but it's going to be competitive. Uh, I think at the top end, Pascal is my, is my guy. At the low end, it's Nikola Melo. Siakam's interesting. He, he's being overlooked, had done yes. particularly well, uh, especially the last game, but uh, he's definitely he's definitely in play today, so – he hadn't been all that great in the bubble, but he, he's a good player. So, all right, let's move on to some more positions. Let's go to just strictly point guards here. Let's pull up some point guards. The guy popping off here at the top, De'Aaron Fox, he's been good most of the time here in the bubble, and he's got a great matchup today. Sacramento is fully all out trying to win games. Yes. That's always that's always beneficial. Is that your top play at, at, a, at a point guard today? Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, and and I, I looked at it at the beginning of the day when I kind of 
well, starting last night, actually, when I kind of started my process, I, I originally thought I was kind of going to be in on Chris Paul or John Morant. But as I really sat back and looked at everything, man, you just can't negate what De'Aaron Fox is doing right now. And, and the performances speak for themselves. I mean, the guy is taking – he took – he took 33 shots against San Antonio, got blown out, took 27 against Dallas, 21 against the Pelicans, uh, 10 assists, 9 assists, 6 assists in, in the games that they've won, uh, just kind of stuffing the stat sheet. When guys are doing that, uh, and he's kind of one of the, the main catalysts for these wins, uh, getting steals, getting blocked, getting a few rebounds, you know, two to four rebounds. If a guy's going to be doing that, I, I have to play him. So I, I think he's the best play at point guard on the slate period on both sides. I think you get them in. All right. You mentioned some of those other guys. You're how are how where does where does Morant rank on rank on your schedule on your uh hierarchy today? Morant, John Morant getting especially with Jaron Jackson out now, gonna get just all the shots he wants. Man, these guys need to win games so badly. You know, everything's gonna go through Morant. A high price tag, but boy, you're not gonna find an option that his team depends on more than Ja Moran today. Where, where, where does Ja rank? Yeah, Ja's probably number two on my list. Uh, that's not reflected in the ownership percentages of my bill. Uh, but in terms of how I view him in terms of building around, Ja would definitely be number two. All right. And one other guy I wanted to talk to, I think he's interesting. You kind of mentioned him, mentioned him before the show so we didn't get into him. Kimball Walker coming back tonight, off arrest, good salary. Uh, Toronto's not a great matchup, but then I pull up, you know, it's, he's not affected by it. He's he's had a, a couple of 40-plus point games against Toronto this year, so we're not worried about the matchup per se. Kimball Walker is interesting, man, and, and a, for, for his price tag uh, at this position. What do you think about Kimba? Yeah, on FanDuel, I think – you need to get Kemba Walker exposure. Like, his minutes are starting to creep back up now. I'm willing to play Kemba Walker if he's going to get 27 minutes for 4,800. Uh, he could put up 30 fantasy points in that amount of time. And at 4,800, that's a steal. You know, I mean, you're basically getting a guy that's been priced 7 to 8K the whole season. Minutes are down a little bit because they're trying to not, you know, overwork his knee too much before the playoffs. So on FanDuel, I, I really like him a lot. On DraftKings at 6K, have to make a little bit more of a decision. Like, he's, I mean, strictly tournament. But um, on FanDuel, man, I think you need to have exposure if you're building multiple lineups. I actually think the minutes might go up a little bit more today. Just, I think he might get ticked up a little bit on uh, the minutes. Uh, they want to ramp it. He went from 19 to 22 to 27, then took his rest. So he's on full, full he's got a lot of rest under his belt. And uh, Brad Stevens said, they were going to try to ramp him up slowly, so maybe this is another two, three minutes under his belt tonight, which would really make that a, a really good value play. All right, that's some point guards. Some, let me just talk about sh- let's see shooting guards real quick. Karis LeVert, man, against Sacramento. Boy, I tell you what, had a lot of hopes for this, very, very high hopes for Karis coming into the bubble with, with all the injuries. Really, he's disappointed in almost every game. One game he salvaged everything he could and dropped and find and creeped up to the 40 point mark. But the other two games, he was pretty awful as far as uh, his price tag and everything. But Karis LeVert today against Sacramento. What, how do you think about Karis? Listen, I, I like Karis. Like I said, or DK at 7,100, I, I would definitely uh, be willing to, to roll the dice. 
I, I'm not going to really have him on FanDuel. He's another X button for me today. Why uh, is that? Just too I, I many just guys think, at the position? Yeah, I, I think I had to make a choice. And I think Fred Van Vliet's a little bit better for a competitive matchup. I definitely think Drew Holiday is better with Zion. In. I think SGA is better in this matchup with Memphis. So, you know, when, I, when I've kind of got guys grouped together like that, I can't play everybody. Uh, you know, I have to get rid of someone. And so he was the guy I decided that I was going to take out of my pool. But that doesn't mean I don't think he's a good play today. I just feel like these other guys are, are in better spots. All right. That takes care of that position more or less. Guys, a couple things. Number one, if you uh, if you hit that like and subscribe button on the YouTube, that'll really help us out a lot. So I, I heard I saw, I saw our producer mention in the chat, hit that like, that subscribe button, that helps out. Uh, and then questions, fire off some questions because that's what we're going to do for the last 10 minutes of the show or so coming up. We'll just, I'll just answer some questions because we're whipping through this thing. This is what – this is pretty self-explanatory today, I think. We got some good value, but we'll recap in a minute. But let's go to some small forwards. We've already talked about Brandon Ingram. I already talked about Jason Tatum. One guy we haven't really talked a lot about with the Ben Simmons injury was Tobias Harris. We said Embiid, and we mentioned Shake and Horford. Tobias Harris is another guy who's sneaky good here. Going, oh, this is a little revenge game, too, going against his old Orlando team. Where does Tobias Harris rank? Yeah, I like Tobias. Um, listen, he's really expensive on DK, Re- like really expensive. If you want to play if you want to play him, you're going to have to reach up and get him. Um, so I, I'm not I, – I don't really like that price on DK, but no Ben Simmons. Tobias is typically a guy that's durable, plays about 36 to 38 minutes in a matchup with Washington. I think he can get there. So I, I'm more willing to play him today than I would be any other time. On FanDuel, it's a no-brainer. 6,800, you, you have to get you some Tobias Harris exposure. Um, you know, I, I think – I just think he's too cheap for what's about to happen. Question for you. It says, hey, Will, so specifically to Will, what uh-huh. do you think What do you think is the sharper play on DK GPPs to lock – to lock or fully fade Levert and play the other Nets if I am locking in Fox. If he's locking in De'Aaron Fox, do you think the sharper play is to fully fade Levert or to lock in Levert and play uh, – fully fade him and play the other guys or lock him in? Nah, I, I wouldn't lock – Levert is not a guy I'm going to lock. Um, in, in, in this spot, with all these injury uh, – with all these questionable tags, like Harris could play and he could not play. Um uh, the center, he could play or he could not – Allen could play or not play. I don't feel comfortable with the Brooklyn Nets at all. So, Levert is a guy I would play, but I, I wouldn't hit the lock button because if Allen and and, and, uh, and Harris sit, then I feel like Levert's upside could drop significantly if, if Sacramento comes out to play because they want to win. So, um, you can't really predict blowouts. I'm not saying that, but I just feel like his upside is capped if he doesn't have any help. You know, to that point, what Brooklyn has done here in the bubble is, first off, they're awful. They're getting blown out of every game. One game, they were able to win against another bad team. It's all they needed to really lock into the playoffs. And since then, they've been awful. They've gotten blown out, and they haven't played their guys full minutes. So it is a risky proposition, but you just never know. You never know how it's going to play out. So here's another question. Chris Paul or Ja Morant on FanDuel? Straight up. Chris uh, Paul or Ja? I think I'd take Josh straight up. Okay, to Ja Morant and the Memphis point. Now that Steven Adams is out, tougher defender, 
Joe Val, he should have his way with Nerlens Noel, oh. right? You don't, you don't think so, or you think he should? No, no I got plenty of exposure to, to Joe Val. I had that before the slate even started, but yeah, I, I like JV today. Um, he's one of my three centers I'm playing on FanDuel. I'm only playing three, and uh, he is he is one of the three. Uh, really excited about his upside. Like we haven't seen the 50, 60 point game from him yet. Uh, could be coming today. Noel is a good shot blocker, but, man, he doesn't have a lot of strength. Joe Val could really push him around today, and with Jaron Jackson out, could get a lot of extra time. So that, that's a big deal right there, yeah. Uh, last piece on DK, I don't even – Baisley or Jackson Hayes? I, there's got to be better value out there than Baisley or Jackson Hayes, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think you need that when you got Noel. Uh, and even if it's on DK, you just have to use a center or utility spot and play him. But yeah, like you said, I don't. Yeah, Brian, you gotta, I, you gotta I, I rework that, that, Brian. Brian, you gotta rework that. You don't, you don't need those guys today. You need, you know, anything can happen. Oh, teams, but my build is starting to look a lot better now. I'm, I'm building on. while we're on the show, man. I'm excited. It's going to be oh, a good I thought, day. I thought we had some more news here. Jared Allen <laughs> and, and Joe Harris available to play. So we're good there. Okay. Well, so let's go back to that question. I feel a lot better about playing Karis Robert on DK now. Got a little bit of help. Hopefully the game can stay a little closer, you know? Yeah, that's what you're looking for. Uh, staying a little bit competitive for him. All right. Uh, man, no, I don't – I can't even – K-Max says fade Nerlens, play Melly. I can't get behind that. Can't fade Nerlens today, I don't think. I mean, you could. Anything could happen. Like, you you mentioned two centers, Robin Lopez, Marinovic. They both bombed. You just never know. But Nerlens has typically been a pretty good – fantasy player when he gets minutes and he should get some minutes today so can't get behind yeah. that uh favorite point guard to pair with fox on FanDuel. um i think it depends on how you're approaching your build so let's start at the top i think if you're going maybe a little balanced maybe you're gonna play some noel maybe you're gonna play another cheap player and try to get that thing balanced out a little bit then i think one of either uh and this is gonna be chalky but one of either chris paul or um, or Ja Marin. If you're kind of going to get a little bit contrarian and do something a little different, I do like playing going down to Kimball Walker. I talked about Kimball Walker or guys in that 4K range. So you got uh, Kimba, you got Jerome Robinson, you got uh, Shake Milton, you got DJ Augustine. You've got a bill like that that you can put together and uh, kind of round it out, and maybe you spend up at two other spots or something like that. So. I think, you know, I think I would I would rather get uh, Chris Paul or, or John Morant. Um, but if I can't, um, if I want to kind of build a different Kimball Walker, Shake, Jerome, DJ, those would be the guys I'd be looking at to, uh, to pair with. Them. All right. Let's talk about some power forwards. I have a question about power forwards now in chat. And I think it's I think it's interesting right here. So mm-hmm. my man, uh, let me find it. Ricardo says Hachimura or Brandon Clark. On FanDuel. Now, I think that's interesting because neither, neither. Well, if he's if, if just well, I just want to say that the very first game we all had Michael Porter as chalk. We all had Porter as, and then he busted like eighteen points. Right? It's the mm-hmm. same thing we did with Brandon Clark. We had him as chalk last game with with Jaron Jackson out, and he busted pretty much. The second game coming back when you're not chalk now. The same principles apply as to why he was chalked before, so you just don't know. I, I don't. I think Brandon Clark is interesting. We got a lot of value out there. There's a lot of guys you can play, so I don't. 
and Hachimura hasn't done it for me in the bubble. It just hasn't looked as good as I wanted him to look. So I'm with you. But Brandon Clark's an interesting guy coming off of no ownership and still gonna should get some run here today. Yeah, the the only reason why I'm saying that is at power forward today, he may not be necessary. Yeah. At 5,900, you know, you need him to get about 35 to really help you out, in my opinion, in my opinion. Uh, when I feel like Noel and uh, and Horford are pretty much equal for, for basically $1,000 cheaper. And, and, you know, and you also got uh, Nemanja Bialica down there that, that could do it. Now, I don't trust him as much as I trust Noel and Horford, but my point is you've got two other guys that are a whole lot cheaper. Um, I, I think I eat the chalk there and, and, and just spin up and, and do something different. Yeah, uh, I, tend, I tend to agree with that philosophy. So uh, we talked about all those guys. Uh, we talked about pretty much all the guys we wanted to. Let's uh, we got about five minutes left. Let's get some let's get some extra questions in here. A guy whose uh, name I see in chat right now is interesting. Gallinari, Gallinari. We've talked about Chris Paul. Talked about mm-hmm. some of the other guys. Uh, SGA, uh, Gallinari, man. This is a let's face it. This is a cupcake matchup for OKC. This is oh, Memphis. Cupcake. Yeah, Cupcake, they're not playing great defense, and they just don't have a lot of great individual defenders anyway. So Gallinari, could, he's a guy sometimes they just say, you know what, you don't get a lot, of, a lot of the action a lot of nights. On these kind of nights, sometimes they just give that guy free reigns and let him shoot all he wants. What do you think about Gallinari? Yeah, I like him, man. I think in this spot, 5,600 on DK. Uh, obviously, we don't think he's going to go out and drop 50 for us. But I think 30 to 35 uh, is definitely in the cards against in this particular matchup. A very fair price. Uh, I, I think that's a great play. All right. And I see uh, another Andrew. Andrew says, Hayward, is Hayward playable for GPP single entry to stack with Siakam? And I'll tell you what I think about it. I think that's a – I think either Hayward or Jalen Brown stacked across from Siakam is a great play just because I look at the games – OKC Memphis, man, that could get out of hand if in the right world. Sacramento, Brooklyn could definitely get blown out. Orlando, Philly, you don't know what you're going to get. Washington's a bad team. They could get blown out. Now all of a sudden you got Boston, Toronto, I think is the most competitive game of the night. Thank you. Thank you, Chuck. Thank so you, you. Get, you get Siakam in there against one of those other guys, Brown or Hayward at the same position on FanDuel, that's, I think, is a very, very uh, sneaky good stat. What do you think? Let, let me plug this in. I like Hayward. If I could get to Brown, I think I'd side more with Brown today. I'm not going to give the numbers out. Uh, go do your homework real quick. Just go look at what Jalen Brown has done to Toronto yeah. this season. Just, just go look at the numbers. Now, I'm not saying it's going to happen today, but, you know, three. I think three, two or three of the games, he's kind of he's went over 40. I'll put it to you like that. 40 fantasy points. So just he's a guy I got my eye on today. You better, you better bet your bottom dollar. I got plenty of exposure. He's been extremely, extremely good here since the restart. Just getting the blowout is the only thing that cost him another good game last time. All right. Uh question just straight up on DK. Terrence Ross or Josh Richardson? That's from Donnie. Man, you know what? I'm gonna take Terrence Ross. And I, I know. I know Josh Richardson is, you know, he, they're kind of short MB, uh, but I, I think Terrence Ross may have a little lower ownership, and that's something I, I should have checked. Let me let me pull that because really that's more of an ownership play to me, I think. And I feel like 
Richardson is going to have. Richardson is at 21. We got, oh, well, man. I still think I'm going to take Terrence Ross. I'm going to take Terrence Ross, straight up. Yeah, I think I think uh, that's an interesting play. All right, so Arizona says, is it risky fading MB? Absolutely risky. You just yeah. don't, you never know. You know, yeah. that's like we talked about. You've only got – you get FanDuel, you can only play one center, so it's tough to play all the guys you want. And even on DraftKings, it's not easy to – at a certain point, you got to take stands on guys. So MB may – that's Chiefs' big stand. I don't know how I'm going to – I still haven't. Bill yeah, yeah, Foster's fully, so, you know, it's whatever. But, look, there's enough value. If you like Embiid, guys, if you got him projected high as the number one guy on the board by a wide margin, you can play him today. It shouldn't really be a problem. So, yeah, it's definitely yeah. a risk, but uh, that's just what Chief's doing. All right, here's a strategic question for you on FanDuel. Uh, you got to pay down at one position, shooting guard or small forward. Which, where, where do you think the better value lies on uh Fandle, paying down Man, at shooting I, guard or paying down at small forward? I want to answer your question. I think it's better paying down at power forward, to be honest. I maybe, hate to not I hate maybe, to not answer your question directly. Maybe, but that man's, choose, maybe that man's already paying down at power forward. Yeah. If, if I had to choose between the two, I would say, I would say small forward because you've got uh, – and, and I'm not sure what paying down means for you guys, but paying down for me is typically anybody under 6K. So at small forward, you know, you got uh, Fourier. You've got yeah. uh, Troy Brown. You've got um, uh, what's the other guy from Memphis? Slow Mo, um, Kyle Anderson. You got you know you got you got those types of guys that you can play. So for me, I think it would be small forward for sure. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. I mean, a lot of these questions we've already answered throughout the course of the show. So uh, let me see. What do you think about the pairing pairing up of? Tatum and Noel on on FanDuel as your power force. I think that's good. I think that's chalk, yeah. and I think that's two well, great plays. So you really it, can't go wrong unless you. Just I think that's it. a chalk split too. Yeah, chalk split because you, you know because Horford's going to be chalk as well for sure. Yeah, that's good. Let me refresh this real quick and see if we got some ownership numbers up yet. I don't. They weren't up earlier, but yeah. All right. Let's see. Uh, let me pull up Horford here real. Let me let's let's. I want to sort this real quick. We got about a minute left. We got Karis Levert. Levert on DraftKings projected 60% ownership. What does that number do for you? 60% projection. Oh, on, on a guy like him, that's a fade. On a guy like Karis Levert, yeah. man, I, I'd be hitting that X button so fast. But, but guys, remember, I, I, you know, that, that's just kind of the tournament mindset that I have on certain players. Like, Karis Levert isn't going to get – 40-plus every night. He's really more of a mid-30s guy most of the time with upside for 40 and 50. Some guys are like 40-point scores with upside for 50. Levert is more like a third. So I, I think I hit the X button, man, and I, I start loading up on other guys. The other guys that stands out to me real quick here is John Morant, ownership on DraftKings. We, we all know he's a good play today. We only got him at 15% That's what I'm saying. Tag. See? So you take a guy like John. Fade Levert. I, I'm not telling you to fade him per se. I'm telling you what what I would have done. Um, you know, that's something I, I would have done. I probably would have took took the complete fade. So I, uh, I and I do like Levert for the price, but he's not a guy I, ha- I ever have to play in this spot. Fair enough. All right, Chief. I think we've I think we've covered the whole thing. It looks. I think we look pretty good now. We've got all our information out there. We've hit it for about 50 minutes. Now we got about uh, roughly 40 more to do our builds. What you got? You got anything you want to, 
give to the fans as a parting shot here, man, to send them off on the way? Um, d- don't let any other news impact the decisions you've made all day. Think it through all the way. Don't just start switching guys out just because. Sit down and think, okay, what am I going to change that I've been on all day to accommodate this new news that's now before me? And if it's worth it, make your change. If it's not worth it, keep your bills where they are and ride it to the money. That's right, guys. Man, got to love some afternoon basketball. Uh, we're about to get cranked up here pretty good, on, uh, pretty soon on the basketball. So it's Friday. Go out, get you some popcorn, get you a Redbox movie. Have a little fun tonight. Watch a little basketball. Uh, but we're going we're gonna to wrap it up here. So for, for our producer, Devin, for Will, Chief Just Ice, I'm Head Chopper. And uh, good luck in all those GPP guys. We appreciate you tuning in, but we're out of here now. Thank you.